0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, a special edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, I must say. I am your host, as always, with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O or at Padres for memes and live tweet breakdowns and whatnot. Or you can see me on YouTube and see whatever shirt I'm wearing. Still the same shirt that I've been wearing for the past few episodes. But nonetheless, today is a special episode because I am being joined by for about the 15th time on this podcast. <laughs> I was going to
1: say, so is it really that special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> that voice you're hearing he is the prospect guru. He is the co-founder of Just Baseball. He is the host of the Call Up. A on hold on, oof, hold on. This, this is this is the hard part about introducing Arm is that I mess up with the, <laughs> the all the things. He's doing a lot of baseball stuff. The Call Up, Just yeah. Baseball Show, writing for Just Baseball. He's a Twitter fiend, uh, <laughs> Arm Layton. Sir, uh, how are you doing today?
1: Good man, good. A- a- and you know, I-, I think we gotta like we-, we gotta get it out like before we start. Hey, what do you want me to introduce you guys? We're talking a lot of prospects yeah. today. We can we can lean more into the prospect side of things. Right. Uh you know, I know I know what prompted this one a little bit too was was the article we put out on just baseball.com, which was like trades we like to see. And I mm-hmm. wanted to get the Padres some outfield help because I got to hear you complaining about it all the time in our, in our, uh, staff chat. So, <laughs> you know, just for my well being, I mocked a trade of an outfielder to the Padres, but, but the, the, the larger conversation about it and everything was that actually the Padres system has progressed really well over the last mm-hmm. year or so they've drafted really well. And you know, while we always joke about AJ Preller making trades. I think any team that's making trades or any team that's trying to stay in the hunt in one of baseball's best divisions is going to trade away some prospects. So it has been really good to see the Padres reload. Uh, And and I think they've drafted really well. And I'm excited to kind of talk about that uh, in in the recent developments there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's really what prompted this is on top of the article, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show, talk about the player (laughs) that you mocked to the Padres, which some people might not I mean, I mean, his name has been coming up, I think, but a little bit underrated just because he's you know, yeah. not necessarily in the Padres circle and what have you. So we're going to talk about that. But we got to talk about the farm stuff, too, because, you know, you talk about on the call up podcast, which great name, unbelievable name for a podcast about prospects. Thank really you. Really good stuff, I must say. Um, but I got to ask you, like, one thing you've been dogging me over, because this is the, the, the key part for the listeners is that. You know, conspicuously, you love to leave out the fact that you, for years, have just been like, farm sucks, man. Like, this, <laughs> this this farm stinks, man. Dude, Preller traded everything, man. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I get a text that's like, yo, this, this James Wood guy, like, yo, you know what? It's not that bad. You just, you, you're a <laughs> flippity flopper, Mr. R. Okay. And so let's talk about it. We know about the top guys, obviously. We know about CJ Abrams. He had a little bit of a not a little bit, but, you know, he stumbled out of the gate, but he's also like 12 years old and he only played yes. a little bit above double A ball. So not worried about that. Mackenzie Gore, you know, rookie of the year candidate. We know about him. Like he's been fantastic. The fastball's great. All that stuff. All of you fickle fans out there who were removing him off the top 100 uh, entirely for outfielders. Yeah. We who can not hit. We did you know? not. I know you guys did not. Did at it, just just we baseball, not. You guys did that. He was still on there. Um, but some people it's like, oh, I like this outfielder that can't hit. He's going to be in the top 20. Right. Yeah. Like stuff like yeah. that happens. Right. Yeah. But then Mackenzie Gore. Oh, he's gone after three months. But we know about those two guys already. And we kind of know about Luis Campizano, who I do want to ask you about. But what is, do you think the headline guy that prompted you to text me? You know what? This system isn't that bad.
1: Well okay so here's the thing though it's it's the 2021 draft is really what turned things around i think big time mm-hmm. too and and also Asturi Ruiz um you know what what he has done and we'll get into like his numbers and everything uh, is is pretty insane Uh, But really, the 2021 draft, I I thought the Padres had one of the best drafts uh, of the entire, you know, league. It was really impressive what they've done. Jackson Merrill, an underslot first round guy, has been spectacular out of the game. Mm. They used those savings to get James Wood in the second round and overslot him to sign him away from college. He has looked like a star. Of course, he got hurt and now just got back. He's on the men, just had a couple, uh, you know, games at the complex site before he's gonna get back into full season ball but he looks like a freak and looks way better than anybody you know thought he would be out of the gate especially bats a ball wise kevin cops who i know you've had on the podcast really good safe mm-hmm. pick that's gonna be a bullpen arm as soon as this year for the padres then they go out and get jackson mm-hmm. wolf a guy who i saw a lot of in the cape cod league tall tall lefty pitcher who you know ethan elliott retires jackson wolf re- replaces him as the just pitchability lefty who has just really just an uncanny ability to just get outs and wolf has better stuff so i I thought they really crushed the draft and then max ferguson in the fifth round was interesting as well lucas Dunn has been great like this was just an overall fantastic draft by the padres and then uh you know you have guys like mckenzie gore making the leap and then you have guys like you know i I just across the board it's been one of those where the system; everyone has really kind of taken that step forward, uh, and even Camposano and Triple just continues to rake. I love mm-hmm. what we're seeing from this system as a whole. And Abrams should have never really been forced up, uh, yeah. and and his prospect status has not really changed for me in terms of you know where he ranks up there. Still one of the best prospects in the game, and I think he's kind of showing that with the way he's swinging it back in Triple A again. He
0: just really hasn't blinked there much either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know Abrams has gotten some. Some Trey Turner comps, which I of course have said, this is why the Padres won the Will Myers Trey Turner trade because they knew in three years we were actually just <laughs> going to draft him again. So they were like, "Why don't we just get a player out of it?" They knew that he Keller yeah, opening a free the third Will eye. Myers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a free Will Myers opening the third. Eye. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I do have a question for you that isn't necessarily as much about just the prospect specific, but just in general about drafting. I'm a little, I'm a little bit curious your thoughts, but like. When Jackson Merrill was drafted, maybe this is a baseball thing because I'm used to being like, well, what's the positional need? Right. And with the Padres, when Jackson Merrill was drafted, I was like, oh, well, or, you know, me and some other fans were like, well, they already have Abrams and they also have that Tatis guy. Why are they spending one of their first picks on a shortstop? I'm wondering, like, just talk about that the draft strategy. Is it really just. I don't care who you are, best pitcher available or best player available. Maybe it's just yeah. who cares about the position, batter or pitcher. Maybe that matters a little bit. Just talk about that real quick.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a value to like, you know, I think teams will always say best player available. And I do think that that really is the the ultimate, um, you know, like in this example, 100% it was, it was best player available for them in terms of like what they wanted to do because there's so many layers to, to MLB's draft too, which I'll get into in a second. I will say that Pitching versus hitting. That's real. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to just take a hitter uh, because he was the best player available when when you are the angels of the world. The angels took twenty freaking pitchers in one draft. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're drafting by need there. And if they say, "Oh no, we went best player available with every single pick," it just happened to be a pitcher. Like no shot, mm-hmm. you know. Like that was them drafting by need, and and it's worked. I mean, the angels have more organizational depth pitching wise than they've had in maybe a decade. Uh, but with like the marrow situation, I think. It's really interesting because you look at you know what MLB teams do with the draft, and a lot of teams have started to underslot their first round pick to overslot in the second and maximize value. So I think for the Padres here, they found a guy in Jackson Merrill who they're like, he was a late bloomer, uh, a guy that really like forced himself onto draft radars very late uh, in his high school career, and I think the Padres said, hey, we can snatch this guy up for cheap. Uh, and I think we're going to get a lot of value here and then we'll still have some value on the back end to, to go get, you know, a, a James Wood. So almost like trading back in the first round and getting their guy here to trade up in the second round. Like that's kind of what, what the Padres did. But to answer the specific shortstop thing, you know, when you're looking at high school guys who are really developing well and like you have no idea what's going to happen with Jackson Merriley. 6'3", 195 pounds. He could put on another 10 pounds of muscle and end up, you know, moving over to third. And, you know, I think a lot, I know for college coaches, they really like just rec- re- recruiting as many shortstops as possible because not everyone's going to play shortstop. But usually those are the guys that can play all over and do different things. And, you know, usually the best player in high school is the shortstop. Right. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think Merrill does have some staying power at short, but ultimately you're, you're drafting the bat. And you're drafting a guy that's capable of playing arguably one of the most difficult positions. And if he has to move to second, if he has to move to third, if he has to move to the outfield, that's okay. And we're seeing that even being discussed with C.J. Abrams, who's a phenomenal defender at this point at short. We saw it even at the big league level. He was even above average there. And people are saying, do you move him to center? Do you move him here? Do you move him there? Um, I mean, J.T. Real Muto was a shortstop, you know, when he was drafted. So it's just one of those things that I think you, you don't put too much stock into the current position uh, unless they are a wizard defensively mm-hmm. out of high school, which is very rare.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And admittedly, you know, I'm that's where my NBA and NFL fandom comes from, where I'm like, wait, why are we drafted a quarterback if we have, you know, Justin Herbert, for example. A lot of baseball things,
1: right? fans, too. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's a it's a common disconnect, and it's just because they're so, they're so many years away, unless you're Kevin yeah. Pops. You're you're mm-hmm. multiple years away.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, and unless you have you know a, a a Joey Votto right, and you signed him, let's say it's eight years ago, and you're like, oh, and we have two first base prospects, then maybe you're like, oh, maybe I'll I'll take that second baseman we like or something like that maybe. Um, and then in the case of other prospects, you're just like, hey, hopefully they they get their confidence back. You know, as Mackenzie Gore did, he's driving people back to the game. Shout out Don Rosillo sharing that story. Really great stuff. Um, but speaking of driving, Arm, really quickly, I want to talk to you guys about cars and specific you can go to to help you out with all your car needs. That is rockauto.com, which helps you save time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more 100%. for the same parts? Yeah, 100%. That's right. Check this out, Arm. You ready for this? You ready? <clears throat> yeah. Honda Odyssey fuel pump. It's usually around $353 from your, from your chain store. It's only two sixteen from RockAuto. You know I mean, yeah. Like, why would you, that's just why would, one, just one example. Why would
1: you pay more for the fuel pump? <laughs> I don't you know. Get the fuel pump, from, and they ship
0: it straight to your door. It's exactly what they do. They ship it to you. Their catalog is really easy to navigate. It's not just the fuel pumps. They've got motor oil, new carpet, brake parts, tail lamps, whatever you need. So, what are you waiting for? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and of course everybody thank you for making locked on pottery is your first listen every we're free and available on all platforms including the old tube um and definitely also uh what's 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 the word Forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, moving on. Um, (laughs) Let's talk um, about a guy that you've mentioned in our group chat. Um, Before I ask you, you know, just a couple more questions before we get into the trade. I got to ask you, um, what's up with this James Wood fellow? Because every time in the group chat, you're really excited about him. Is he that next ultimate, you know, golden egg prospect that Padres fans? Because especially since he's an outfielder, that's a big deal because this Padres team with Trent Grisham really struggling and, you know, he's he's been turned around slightly lately, but Grisham and Will Myers coming off the books and then, you know, you have profile and left and whatnot. But tell me, just gush about James Wood real quick.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was funny because when I was doing the draft analysis, I was looking at James Wood and, and you look at the profile here, right? So outfielder out of high school who's six foot seven. 240 pounds Mm. so you know you're Mm -hmm. looking at that profile what's the first thing that comes to your mind Javi like does he strike out a lot right like that's probably the first thing that comes to your mind right and understandably so and I I think people were more focused on the profile than the actual swing and I remember Mm -hmm. like looking at him like does it, this is a pretty direct swing for a big dude and his body mm-hmm. control is really good and And there was that clip of him going yard uh in the texas rangers stadium in a, in a high school mm-hmm. game i don't know if it was if it was a showcase or a national all america i don't remember what it was but it, it was insane the sound off the bat and i'm like okay power's there everyone knew that but i think people really underestimated the bat to ball and uh, to answer your question like it, it's early right we, we only saw 14 games in low a we saw 26 games at the complex last year but i i do think that he has shown us a lot of just how freakish he is because not only is his swing pretty smooth and repeatable he's pretty fast i would say he's close to a plus runner hmm. and right now playing good defense in center field and I, I really want to try lightly with this but at the same time how many six foot seven guys are there that are capable of playing center field the only guy's really aaron judge and i'm not saying he's going to be aaron judge because mm-hmm. aaron judge is you know a god among men right now but mm-hmm. i think there's that level of behemoth of a man combined with athleticism that we don't really see and i think that gives him a chance to be one of those golden egg prospects we'll have to see how he hits against you know better level of pitching he's still just 19 but Even through those 14 games, we saw a little bit of everything. He hit three home runs. He walked more than he struck out. He stole four bases. He played good defense and center. Every at-bat, I went back and watched. I was impressed with the the strike zone awareness was good. And I'm like, whoa, this guy is about two years ahead of where everybody thought he was. And I think he could be this draft's Jordan Walker, potentially. Meaning that Jordan Walker had the same thing of the Cardinals. Big dude, crazy power out of high school. Uh, How much is he going to swing and miss? Well... He's already in double A now and and is, you know, still only 20, 21 years old. So I think Wood could be the golden egg. Uh, and, and I'm really interested to see how he continues to to hit as, you know, he gets more ABs under
0: his belt. Absolutely. And, and you brought up Aaron Judge real quick. And th- I'm going to ask a very rookie uh, noob question about prospect evaluation and whatnot re- right now. But I'm wondering, does it feel like there's been a little, and this all, by the way, could be because i was in the new york tri-state area and i heard about this jason dominguez fellow i'm wondering does it feel like more casual baseball fans have been like really grasping onto builds lately it feels like that for me just because of the dominguez thing where everyone immediately is like oh my god this is judge because judge i do remember i still remember when he was coming up and it was like oh this is going to be a guy that hits 240 and he walks a tiny bit, strikes at Joey Gallo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was going to be yeah. that. And instead he came into the league and was like, yeah, he strikes out a lot, but who cares? He walks and hits balls 500 feet. I'm wondering, has that been like a little bit of a trend lately uh, in, in drafts and whatnot? Or at least for fan perspective? You know, I, I
1: think there's always that gravitation towards the monsters. of You mm-hmm. know, because you look at some of the best hitters in baseball and, you know, like the John Carlos Stanton team into the world that yeah. hit those tape measure shots. But it, you look at a lot of the top prospects, it's like, either they they fly and and put up you know ridiculous ridiculous numbers across the board or you can dream on the power and I think that's the thing is like you have these guys that are putting up crazy power numbers and you just dream on oh maybe he can cut down the k-rate maybe he can cut down the k-rate and uh, I think we're seeing a little bit of of a cyclical thing in baseball too though where now you're seeing hit tool guys that you're hoping Mm. the power can progress into. And I would say CJ Abrams is kind of in that department already five home runs, triple a, by the way, Mm -hmm. like he was a guy with crazy tools that you're like, maybe the power will get there. Uh, And I think it's starting to get there. It's, it's one of those things though, in the prospect world where I think a lot of fans just see a six foot seven dude. And they're like, Whoa, what, what will it look like Mm. if it comes together and dreaming on somebody like that, is usually how the hype just starts to grow. And I bet James Wood's going to be that guy. I guarantee fans will gravitate towards James Wood as more clips start to
0: come out of a six foot seven guy going yard, you know, opposite field. Absolutely. I know that was a little bit of a weird question. It's just, again, maybe the other sports in me were like, I said, you know, I watch football a lot. And ever since Mahomes came into the league, you notice that teams are drafting these super arm type quarterbacks. And then they're like, the rest will come. You know what I mean? That's been like a latest trend. I was wondering if something like that happens in baseball. But uh, last prospect question before we get into uh, the trade, the specific details. Padres pitching prospects. Because the Padres, you know, it's they've got an interesting pitching situation right now. Mackenzie Gore has been, I mean, he's hit. Like, if he didn't hit, we'd be a little bit more concerned whatnot. But Mike Clevenger, Sean Manaya. And uh, Joe Musgrove, currently not under contract for next year. And then Blake Snell, we don't know exactly what we're getting out of him. He's under contract for next year. And then Yu Darvish, solid pitcher in my opinion. Someone left a comment, mean comment to me the other day, saying that I hate him. I don't. I'm just his strikeout rate's lower. Like, what do you want from me? Um, but he's yeah, under contract he's for another expensive. year and, and he's older. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, what's the pitching situation looking like for the Padres prospect system?
1: You know, it that that is the more deficient area. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. be honest, and I think everybody knows that, right? I mean, I love what they're building offensively, and I think there's a reason why we we've seen the Padres be way more aggressive uh, in building that rotation rather than you know going out and, and attacking the the outfield situation right now. I think they have more to figure out there. Uh, and, and pitching wise, I think they have a lot of things that they need to to figure out. And and I think the next drafts, kind of circling back to our original conversation, uh, I think that we're going to see this Padres uh, organization go a lot heavier in in the pitching department in this coming draft. But you know, I, I'm a big fan of Robert Gasser. And and if mm. I'm making a trade here, you know, we assume the Padres are going to make a trade. I try to hold on to the to, to Robert Gasser because. Outside of Gasser, Jackson Wolf, and you know a few other arms that have, that have looked all right, uh, I like Matt Waldron. I think he's a sneaky good arm too. You know, it, it's pretty thin in, in the pitching department. Yes, they have you know Morrohone coming back from from injury eventually. Ryan Weathers is still 22 years old, and you know if, I, I don't think he's going to continue to struggle forever. The guy showed that he can hang at the big league level. I think he's just got some things he needs to sort out and kind of get right again from that injury. Uh, but I would say the pitching's still a little bit thin. The they need Robert Gasser to to make that leap. I would say, and mm-hmm. and, and I think he can. You look at the numbers on the surface; they look kind of ugly, given that he has a 5.05 ERA, but 51 in two thirds innings, he's punched out 68. He's only walked 17. I, I think he's had a lot of bad luck. The defense isn't great so far uh, behind him; hasn't been helping him too much, and uh, he's not walking guys that much. His FIPs at three one one and. I, the, the, the unique release that he has, the ball flies out of his hand. It, it's a lot of swing and miss stuff. Slider is disgusting. Changeup is good. Like he's going to be fine. Um, I, I think this is a dude that needs to kind of make that leap for them. And it'll be a good test to see, you know, how that Padres uh, prospect development on the pitching side is, you know, with some of the overhaul that they've had there. I'm very interested to see how they, how they do with Robert Gasser. Great ident- identification there to, to pick him up, you know, 71st overall in the 2021 draft. And now how can you develop him? Because it's thin. It's definitely thin. Um, So I would look towards him and, and Jackson Wolf and see if those guys can make the lead.
0: Yeah, it feels like they have a lot of like interesting guys who can be, you know, your your back end of the rotation maybe, but it doesn't feel like they have another gore in there, at least as of right now. No, We'll see with Gasser, who I will say, though, he passes the Javier Reyes Locked on Padres eye test. And oh, the Javier yeah. Reyes locked on Padres eye test is. A yeah, pitcher. I was going to say,
1: well, what's the criteria of, the, of that eye test?
0: What's the criteria of it is a pitcher with the last name Gasser. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. He's going to be great. Wait, wait till you see how he throws. He throws
1: weird. He it's me- <laughs> great it's it's really weird it's like it's like low three quarters or like medium three quarters and just rises out of his hand so you would know, that that's good for the eye test I mean I love I, that forget I the numbers
0: that. I love that eye test passed but before we get on to well, before he pass into the next though well, finally we got to talk about this trade because I'm really really excited for this but I love talking prospects with you um really quickly guys let me talk to you about jewelry. That's right. Not necessarily always what you expect from your boy because I'm not a jewelry expert, but you know, whatever they want, whatever they need, fine jewelry, wedding jewelry, engagement rings, bands, cocktail rings, whatever the heck. I have i don't know anything about this stuff, but Blue Nile has you covered, you know, for your special someone. Maybe this is something that you may want to get them for their birthday. It's the summer. You know, people like to do fun things in the summer. Check that out. Make your moment sparkle. With BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners, you can get $50 off of your purchases of 500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes includes engagement stuff. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. I love surprises. That's very good stuff. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com. Today. Remember that is code locked on everybody. Let's move on, arm Let's talk about this trade. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We gotta talk about the yeah. trade over at justbaseball.com And I recommend everyone checking out the article. It's funny because arm before we started recording, decided to humiliate me and make me feel really bad. Um despite the fact that I talked about him about being incredibly self-conscious about my baseball knowledge. I pitched him a potential mock trade beforehand and he said, You're an idiot. Like, why would they do that? Whatever, whether or not I convince him after the call to let me write about that for the site, we'll see. But the expert has mocked a certain player to the Padres. Would you like to introduce that mock trade, sir?
1: You make me sound like such a piece of you (laughs) know what. (laughs) I just said, don't do it. Like I just, and then you said, no, I'm not bringing it up on the podcast, but I'm gonna pitch it as an article. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm glad we see like where the standards are, right? Like, I, I, th- this is too dumb for the podcast, but it's perfect for just baseball.com. Let's, let's fire that over there. But no, so I, I really enjoy doing these articles, man. And like, I implore you to do them too, uh, in terms of like, you know, firing up some trades, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's fun because no matter what people say, I, would you not say, like, going into this season, that besides the whole lockout BS, it was one of the most wild, fun times in baseball in a while, up until the lockout deadline oh of God. everyone just getting their trades uh, in. It was an editorial so nightmare, but but blessing at the same time, right? Like it was mm-hmm. like, a- am I getting all of these trades? I've never had that issue before. So much fun, and I think the deadline is is a softer version of that, and, and we're getting closer to that, right? Like we're f- six weeks away from yeah. the deadline, and and yeah. I look at the Padres situation. I think if you told me before this season, and I've always I I've always said I think the Padres we're gonna we're gonna play well this year even without Tatis, but if you told me that they'd be where they are right now, you know, with Tatis hurt. And not playing up until this point, and some of the other things that have happened with, with the Padres so far, I, I would have said that you take that every day of the week. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think where the Padres are at right now is great, given that you are not, you don't have one of the best players in baseball right now uh, playing fair. for you, and I think that's the window that Preller needs to go make that move, right? And like he sees that, and he's like, okay, let's push this team over the top, and that's why I wanted Austin Hayes. You know, I, I, mm, I wanted to find is. a target for for the Padres that doesn't totally deplete the farm. It's like one of those guys that you can get without fully, fully giving up everything, but it's still going to take a pretty penny here to, to to get somebody like Austin Hayes because at the end of the day, he's controllable. He's having a fantastic year. And, uh, you know, I, I think he really does help the Padres situation in the outfield a good deal while also, you know, helping them, Financially, over the next couple of years, with his yes. control, and some people might not realize how good Austin Hayes has been because no one really pays attention to the Orioles that much, especially <laughs> you know, if you're in the West Coast and in the NL. Why would you? But two ninety, three fifty four, four fifty four slash line so far this year, um, mm-hmm. and he's fast. He's twenty six. He he's not playing great defense this year, but I think he's capable of of good defense, and okay. has even been able to play center field in a pinch. And um, in the trade, I went a little bit pitching heavy. I would probably. You know, after thinking about it more, Javi swap out Gasser for a bat rather than going with what the package we went with. But overall, I like the gist of the trade.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Austin Hayes for the Padres, Ryan Weathers, Robert Gasser, Estrella Ruiz saying that you would like, you would thinking back, rather swap out Gasser. It's probably because of my eye test. I mean, I mean, just admit, yes, it. Just admit
1: yeah. It. Well, once I heard he's, he's Javi Payne, <laughs> i test approved
0: um, it just changes everything right it just changes it, everything it, um, i wait till preller finds out oh i know right and one of the things that you mentioned in the article is like yeah i've never known much of an aj preller to sit silent i mean even this past off season and one thing you mentioned really quick before we get into that is the money thing and i just want to address because for fans because sometimes they're like what are you talking about it's just money agreed but considering that the Padres have never been a high-spending organization and they actually have become that, I'm not necessarily thinking, oh, yeah, ownership is being cheap right now. Instead, no. yes, I think that they should absolutely. This isn't uh, heck, maybe even your team, Miami Marlins, right? This isn't Oakland A's. This isn't one of those teams that has been around there and they're like, actually, we're the Milwaukee Brewers and we'd rather just trade for Andrew McCutcheon and that'll be our big bet. No, 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 no. We love Rowdy toles. Let's not even give Freddie Freeman a call. That's right. I have to. I'm obligated to hate the Brewers every episode. But yeah, you know, with the Padres, it is a, a thing worth pointing out. I've talked about this on my show that who would you rather? What would you rather have? Darvish for as much money as he has right now, or or you get to have Eric Lauer. You keep Luis Arias as well, and then maybe you keep all those assets you traded for Darvish in the first place. Obviously, that's a perfect world. But I'm just saying that's why I think this comes into play because the Padres um, are spending a lot of money, and clearly that affected them at least a little bit. Uh, this past offseason where they can't go out and spend on Nick Castellanos 5 years 100 million right yeah
1: and it also affords you the ability to like down the line go and and be able to sign some free agents knowing that hey we have mm-hmm. Austin Hayes with 3 years of control after this uh so we know that our outfield at least at one spot is going to be cost effective and cost efficient uh you know look, looking at what they would do in terms of you know what they could trade to go get him it, it's tough because I don't really want to deal Merrill uh I, I wouldn't and I, I would say this though like Hassel Abrams and Wood are are kind of in the untouchable department for me mm-hmm. um so you know I, I like the idea of of Weathers being a change of scenery guy it really depends on I guess what the eye of the beholder values him at I think he's a 22 year old that's already proven he could pitch at the big league level and whatever he's struggling with right now I I think he can figure that out and get through it and be just fine. Mm -hmm. He also has, you know, the, the track record, also the, the pedigree his father was a big league pitcher. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, But, you know, I I would use him as the centerpiece because he really doesn't fit in right now. Uh, And and I just would rather not trade gasser. It's Ruiz. It's kind of where you stand on what he's doing right now. This is one of the best seasons right now in the minor leagues that, that like he's having one of the best campaigns, Uh, but is this lightning in a bottle or do you think he figured it out? I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's a legitimately good prospect, but would you rather trade Jackson Merrill or would you rather trade a Ruiz? That's, that's the question there. I think you could flip flop either. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it really depends on what people think and how they feel about it. Merrill is going to be several years away, but you know, Ruiz is a guy that kind of just put it all together this year. And it's, it's kind of interesting to see what we've seen. I would probably throw in one of the other, you know, offensive young prospects like Victor Acosta or somebody like that. Josh and uh, instead Mears, of Gasser, maybe, if, like that. if possible, mm-hmm. Joshua Mears, if somebody is interested in, in a guy with that much power, but also, you know, some of the most swing and miss in the, in the minor leagues mm-hmm. period, Eggy Rosario, even maybe uh, if somebody's interested in somebody like him. Uh, but yeah, the, the rough gist is, is I would, I think Austin Hayes is kind of in that sweet spot of not quite elite enough where you, you have to part with, a, a hassle or or one of these other guys, but also still really darn good uh, where you can make it happen. I'd be okay trading a Jackson Merrill, even though I really like him. Uh, but, you know, Luis Camposano could be a guy that ultimately the Padres end up dealing to, And he could be a guy that ends up moving in, in a certain deal. It wouldn't be in this one, obviously, because they have that Adley dude. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a way with the position players and, and, and around Ryan Weathers, where you can get this deal done without tapping into your elite prospects. And, even though it's not a a Hall of Fame name, I think it's it, it, Austin
0: Hayes helps in a lot of ways for the Padres. Mm. Oh, so now it's okay to trade Campuzano. Okay, okay. Yes, anyway. for
1: Austin Hayes. Yes, for the guy that you were floating.
0: No, but, but I'm in. Uh, this is going to be my thing. I'm, I'm I'm making this my bit. But um, I, I I agree with everything that you're saying. Right? I think that I I do wonder though. Do you think that he could be plugged in right field? Yes. Yes? Okay, then that's... Because right now, Will Myers' situation... Love him. Love him to death. But he's kind of in a weird, like, rehab. We don't exactly... It's like a weird injury. They, they're they electing to go the rehab route, and that scares me because they've done that many times for some other players. Shout out to Nelson LeMet, and that hasn't exactly worked. Um. So, I don't... Will Myers might not necessarily be a guy that's back immediately. Not to mention, he's not going to be back for next year, probably. They're not going to sign him for another $20 million or whatever it is, right? So, that's just an interesting thing here. I... I'm curious, and I actually don't mind, and I said this on the podcast, just for you to hate me more, right, where I was like, I actually think Nomar Mazara is like a fill-in guy until the deadline, Is I'm kind of cool with that, because he was doing well in the minors, and he hit for some power in past years, I was like, yeah, for like a month, yeah, I actually kind of like that, but um, I think the Padres, even with the Mazara thing, and even with Myers and all that stuff, right, even with Jerks and Profar being as good as he's been this year, right, really solid defender and left for the most part, um, yeah. he did make an error the other day, but... He's been solid. He's never been like a huge strikeout guy, which is really nice. See, I, I'm kind of buying into him. But aside from that, the outfield depth is really, really lacking, and I think that's what the Padres really need, right? And I think that that's, yeah. I think that's why Juan Soto is why Padres fans ev- shut up. I know everybody wants Juan Soto, but I think that's why Padres fans were like, yeah, obviously, yeah, let's go trade for Juan Soto. It's like, I'm just curious, what would it take, really quickly? Because I'm, I, I feel like you kind of everything. Have so is it Abrams, Hassel, Campizano, Gore, and then throwing? I think
1: honestly, like that's 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 pretty damn good. <laughs> it's not bad, right? See, like, these trades piss me off because, like, I because like theoretically in value, like it, I I guess that's not enough. But like, screw that! <laughs> like, like these guys could like could end up actually being as much value as a Juan Soto, which is crazy to say, but at the end of the day, Juan Soto plays an average right field is a phenomenal one of the, you know, one of the best hitters maybe of this generation. He has a chance to be, but he only hits four, maybe five times a game. Are you really willing to trade, you know, a a legit starter every fifth day? That's young and controllable, like a potential star in TJ Abrams, a potential all-star in Robert Hassel, a really solid catcher in Camposano. I know the word potential is big here and, you know soto is what he is but like it's just one of those where i don't know if you like the 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 value required to get him it sets you up for a, a very difficult situation uh in terms of you know there's a very good chance you could regret that one and uh, it's tough obviously you go get soto if you can get him but i I don't even know if we've seen a trade like that like i don't know what it would look like so those just piss me off because either someone's gonna be like that's not enough or it's like are you crazy we'd give up all that for one player and it's just like okay i I don't know what to do uh but one of the reasons why i like a Hayes type of dude uh real quick is that you know i I really want to see and i think the padres are gonna my opinion, I think they're going to shell out a lot of that, that money that's freed up from like Will Myers and other guys mm-hmm. to, to, to try to keep this staff intact. Um, You know, I think they're going to, I think they, they want to pay Musgrove and I think Musgrove's probably very happy in San Diego. Things have really, you know, taken that next step there with him and and he is their guy. And, you know, I, 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 I think a lot of that money is going to go towards locking those dudes up and, uh, that's why I think you can need to go cost efficient in the outfield. And and that's why I'm a big fan uh, of what we've seen there. But, you know, I, I also could see them going for an expiring dude, like any Hap, um, any Hap could be someone that, that makes sense too, as just a great target for them that instantly helps the offensive situation. And, and I actually misspoke. Hap has one more year of control after this one. So, you know, hat might be a good target that's not too expensive, that helps the outfield as well as a switch hitter that's hitting way better from the right side and brings some things also. So, like there's some low cost options that I think instantly upgrade. And then an expiring guy, also Andrew Benatendi, that could be cheap and, and good to go get as well. I, I would be floored if they don't go get an outfield guy. I think the market's kind of ripe for the picking of of affordable dudes, and and I think that's exactly what we could see uh, prower going after.
0: Yeah, and you know he likes to be aggressive. I love the trade, man. I think it's it's, it's really well thought out. And you know, I, another thing I'm scared of is the Joey Gallo potential. I think Preller is just like <laughs> that would be so bad. I just I think he's look he's just salivating that multi home run game he had the other day. Oh, I know Preller was. I know it. I know it for a fact. I know he was like, Oh my gosh! Because they've been so in on him for so many years now. I mean, which the, is interesting. The, it's I I brought this up um on a previous podcast where like like the community episode where there's like a dark timeline, the darkest timeline. We're at like number five or four and a half of the Padres, former players, you know, your Cal Quantrals of the world. And no, not necessarily Cal Quantrol. Um, He's been okay. He's actually given up a tie France, now. but like the tie Francis, right. And, and all these guys, obviously we talked about Trey Turner earlier with Will Myers, but like the dark, dark timeline where I don't think I am currently a part of just baseball. I actually think I retired from just from baseball coverage is the, the McKenzie Gore or the Abrams, which literally was floated not by the team, but that was the rumors that they apparently that's what the Rangers are asking for, that if they gave up that and I'm watching this guy hit a buck 50, I mean, no, like I'm dead serious. I think that could have been it for me. I think that could have been it, but yeah, um, I don't think
1: that's happening. I think you're, I think you're golden. I think you're okay. Uh, The cost (laughs) for Gallo is going down. It's it's reverse (laughs) gas prices right now. It's it's rock auto. Like right now for for (laughs) Joey Gallo. If you call the Yankees, they'll ship them straight to your door for for (laughs) 20, 30, 50, 100% less than than the uh, chain stores.
0: Oh, man. But anyway, dude, love the Austin Hayes uh, trade. Anytime you have any other trades for the Padres that will help my team, of course, you're welcome on. And anytime you have any updates about the Padres farm, I'd love to talk to you. As always, everybody, um, arm's great. Go check out Just Baseball. Go check out the Call Up. Really great prospect podcast. Oh, yeah. We talked to Robert
1: Hassel. We interviewed Robert Hassel. Come we check that out. we was just about out. to bring
0: that up. Go check out yeah. Robert Hassel's interview. Uh, awesome guy. Top guy, top level guy in the Just Baseball system. Um, so go check out all that stuff. I'm going to be writing about Joe Musgrove soon. Just Baseball is a great website. Of course, everybody, without all being said that about, does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow on YouTube as well. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.